what's going on? This is Sharita C.W. Dela Cruz, and this is the Figures of Speech Talkcast, powered by Esoteric Entertainment and Blast Music 24-7. Please subscribe to Blast Music 24-7 for all the great content, including uh, all episodes of the Figures of Speech Talkcast. Tonight, we have a representative uh, of um, well, Great Endeavor. I'm just going to go ahead and bring him on in. JB, come through. Peace, peace. Thank What's you. up, Sharita? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Hey, fantastic. Now that I'm in the room with you. That's right. That's right. Um, we all know you as one half of the, the uh, wonderful hip-hop duo, Mad Legacy. Uh, big ups to Ipipo. Um, But you are also a member of another wonderful group of folks. Um, what What is what is the name of your family's established farm? Um. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, and, and thank you for this platform and allowing me the the opportunity to talk about it. Um, I'm a fifth generation. I'm the uh, fifth generation of something that was established quite some time ago um, in Virginia called Browntown Farms, um, and uh, that farm is currently being run by my uncle. Um, and his son. Uh, so I'm super excited to be uh, not only representing my family uh, here on this platform, but also representing those two individuals that are putting their hands in the dirt That's and right. pulling the stuff up out of the ground every day. So yeah, I'm happy to be here to talk about talk about the family and, and talk about the family's farm. Cool, cool. So what um, what brought this to mind is, of course, we're all, you know, in and out of social media uh, with our respective crafts. And I saw that they were starting some initiatives with the community and growing. Um, that's kind of, uh, it's a, not even kind of, it's important to me, even though I've never really actually put my hands in the ground, my family, owns a, uh, a centennial, excuse me, a bicentennial farm okay. in Georgia, uh, Cantavia Farms. And, you know, so in the black community, farming was one of the first places where we were able to obtain ownership and uh, sustainability as financing our families. Um, how long ago did your family establish the farm and under what circumstances did they uh, obtain the farm? Yeah, inter thank you. Thank you for that question too. Well, the farm was established in 1908, uh, quite some time ago. Uh, well, right now it was 116 years um, and it was purchased by my great uh, grandfather, uh, Sandy Brown. Um, and his brother-in-law, Colin Jackson, uh, they actually purchased the farm uh, for a whopping $1,200. Um, and at the time, it was close to 400 acres. It was close to, I don't, uh, 300 plus acres of land. And, you know, my uncle would tell the story all the time. The taxes on that purchase uh, was a dollar and 20 cents. Wow. $1.20. A lot of money, a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. But yeah, it, um, and you know, and one of the things about us in the black community, also a lot of our uh, ancestors and family members, uh, they were sharecroppers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we, we've always been good with our hands. We've always been good with, you know, growing our own produce and raising our own uh, animals for, for dining and things of that nature. Um, and it's just, you know, a lot of us have that lineage in the black community, but it's only a few of us that still have that connection or still mm -hmm. own our own land. Um, and that's why I'm super ecstatic uh, to talk about Browntown Farms, because we are one of the few that did maintain and retain our land. Awesome. Awesome. And um, what, what, what? I'm so excited because, like you said, a lot of us do not still have the ability to say that our families still have names on uh, farming or agriculture. And, uh, I mean, truth be told, people don't understand how large farming and agriculture is, especially this day and age, whenever uh, food deserts 
are occurring more frequently. Um, the ability to obtain good food, food that is not genetically uh, engineered. Um, you guys are all natural farm, correct? Correct, correct. Um, and um, my uncle rose with the premise at all times, know your farmer, um, know your food. Um, knowing from where your produce comes from and uh, knowing from where the hands that were that were used to actually raise those things are so, so much more important now. Um, uh, you know, with, with, the, with all the GMOs and the things of that nature, and there's a place for that too. Uh, but uh, from a standpoint of uh, where we're from, it is, uh, you know, I, I consider, you know, when people use the term organic, uh, for where I come from, that's the equivalent equivalent of old school farming. That's right. All right? So, yeah, organic is simply old school farming without any modernized uh, ways or processes uh, to get your food. Um, but it is super duper important, especially in the community back in Virginia, um, in the south side of Virginia, and also for the people that patronize and travel uh, to see Browntown Farms, the opportunity to see where it, where it comes from and how it's done. Uh, so, yeah, that is super duper important uh, to my cousin and my uncle uh, and it makes our family it makes our family gatherings that much sweeter also. Right. And just to go ahead and shout y'all out, you all got a 5.0 grading on Google. Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, establishments, entities cannot say that they have a five. Yeah. And <laughs> that I'm is gonna outrageous. You, I, yeah. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you what's unique, though, because. I, um, throughout the years, I've really studied and I watched, I've asked a lot of questions of my uncle and of my, my cousin, my first cousin, he's more like a brother to me. Um, and you know, I look at their dynamic because it's a combination of old mm -hmm. and new, right? This is a combination yeah. of, you know, someone that, that came up in a different era and someone that, um, my, my cousin has a degree um, in agriculture. He went to school and studied agriculture and, and got his degree and actually works in the agricultural field and is on his day job outside right. of the farm. Um, so he used all of that schooling and all of the techniques. And it's amazing, like when you would talk to either one of them about what they would like to do with an acre of land. And both of them may have a different concept of what they want to do with an acre. Yeah. But it comes, it, it comes together. You know, yeah. they may, you know, it's amazing the dialogue that I've heard them discuss. And I'm just sitting there like, for real, for real, for real. But, you know, it's amazing to hear that type of dialogue around farming and how it's done. And also how much work goes into maintaining the farm. I think, you know, one of the yeah. things when, people, when you think about farming, you're never done. Never. It's always some, It's always something to do. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You're either prepping the ground, putting something in the ground, nurturing something in the ground, pulling something out of the ground, or serving somebody what you just pulled out of the ground. Right, right. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that. What do y'all grow? I've seen uh, the jams and jellies. I've seen uh, the vegetables. What exactly do y'all grow? And what do you... I mean, every farm has its prized possession that you know it totally... Uh, excited, excited about but the, the growing this particular thing. What do you grow, and then what you guys prize possession to grow? Yeah, tell if you got a DJ around, tell them play Nucleus Jam on it because okay. Jam, <laughs> Jam, <laughs> is our really our prized possession. And uh, what's unique about that? Uh, they started growing strawberries and berries mm -hmm. in two thousand. Um, excuse me, in two thousand thirteen, okay. uh, which is about ten years. Um, what has happened uh, since that is a really an explosion of flavor all in one jar um, from our strawberry jam to our strawberry peach jam uh, to our triple berry jam, which is uh, which is an inclusion of, of three different berries, um, blueberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. Uh, you got I, I got to make sure I bring you a couple of jars. Uh, just for this opportunity uh, on Thank me you. because yeah it's super duper it's super good and um 
be careful because a lot of people that I've given the jams to, they was like, hey man, uh, that jam didn't even make it to a biscuit. I got a spoon and next thing I knew, I had finished the entire jar. So it's wow. very, very good, very tasty. And you can tell it's made with love. In addition to the jams, uh, specializing produce, um, you know, collard greens, uh, cabbage, broccoli, tomatoes, um, and once again, all types of berries, squash. Uh, there'll be sweet potatoes. There'll be potatoes. There, there'll be some of everything. It's very rare when I go visit home that I come back in empty-handed because when 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 the pandemic occurred, uh, you saw the resurgence of individuals coming and buying bundle boxes. Right. Uh a variety of different vegetables and taking it home to consume. So, yeah, it's all it's all about the things coming out of the ground. Wow, <clears throat> that is amazing. Um, I will say, and I'm just gonna we're just gonna exchange a few little war stories, I suppose, because the farm in Georgia it's right there, like 14 miles from Tallahassee. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they're they're growing sugar cane and peanuts and soybeans down there because it, obviously it's a lot warmer consistently. Um, they also used to grow tobacco. Did I, I saw that y'all used to grow tobacco too. Um, and I know uh, in the 1900s into the 1950s, similarly to the farm that my family owns, that y'all were able to do uh, great business and produce robust harvest of tobacco. Um, are you familiar with that? Can you expound on that? Because yeah, you know, tobacco in the South was a really, really big deal. It, it still is. It still is. Um, it's just that the, and not particularly with our farm, but tobacco is a big deal for not only the South, but for America. Um, but yes, that's how I, those are my, those are my first memories of the farm because mm. I practically outside of the time that I spent in New York with my father, I practically grew up on this farm. Right. Um, so I saw, you know, when my grandfather, he was a tobacco farmer and I'm talking about, you know, It'd be dog tobacco. It'd be light tobacco. It'd be a lot of workers out there. And then after, um, when my grandfather passed, the, the farm was handed over to my eldest uncle, who was his junior, and he ran the farm a few for, for some years through the 90s. Um, then the 90s occurred, and the government kind of changed the way they went about procuring tobacco that from individuals. You had to really have a certain amount of land and acreage to even be one of their contractors. So therefore, that, that was impactful. Um, that was impactful. Um, my uncle was uh, my uncle was also a huge part, a huge part of the um the black farmers movement. Uh, when the black farmers did sue the US government uh for racism um and prejudice. Um so that was a that was a unique and turning point for the farm also because of the opportunities that we experienced. And then the farm really wasn't operational for quite some time until my um, until my uncle um, retired. And also this, at the same time when my cousin went away to college, that's when the resurgence of the farm uh, started to get back on the road. And, and now here we are in 2024. Right. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned all of that, including the legislation, um, because to impose that type of criteria on a good growing farm, you know, oh. as far as the acreage and the ability to grow, yeah, it's almost, it's almost in my mind, like you're just trying to do anything to keep dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Keep the little <laughs> man, keep the, keep the, make, keep the little man, the little man, you know, Listen. it was, uh, you know, you think about it and, you know, you, you can research and look at some of the stories, but it will be a farmer that will go to their local USDA office and ask for a loan. Um, and let's say, for example, he has 50 acres of land. He's producing X amount of crops. Mm-hmm. He is denied for that loan. Um, right. uh, a, a farmer of a different color would show same amount of acreage, you know, same amount of production, X amount of production, he will be approved for said loan. And that was happening over and over and over again throughout the South and throughout America, um, which leads me to, you know, you got, I, I don't know, This is, it's a very scary number when you think about um, Blacks and African Americans in our history in farming, but just how many of the overall farmer community are actually Black farmers. And that number is that number is less than two percent 
of overall farmers. That part. It's, it's less than 2%. So, which makes black farmers that way more important. It's like an endangered species. Right. Right. He's, I yeah, I, I tell my cousin, I tell my cousin and my uncle, I say, yo, y'all unicorns, yo. Y'all unicorns. Y'all just wear car hearts. Y'all just wear right. car heart and, and Ilpo hats. But y'all unicorns. Right. Um, I will I will leave this individual nameless, but I know a young farmer. He literally sends um his white counterparts who work with him to take care of his financial responsibilities to have ease in business. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. 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 They really think that he's a farmhand and he's with that because he gets to be able to, I guess the, he's afforded the success that he's afforded by being able to send his counterparts out to take care of business. But you know, it's a shameful thing yeah. in 2024 yeah. that we still got to do things in that fashion. That's so right. we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about farming right now. Um, so <laughs> with the farm began to serve the community um, rather than just the family? Or has it always been a community-oriented farm? Um, if you've ever been to Wallfield, Virginia, um, Wallfield, <laughs> USA, it's, it's very, um, it's about, it's, it's right off of 85, it's in the southern part of Virginia. Um, Brunswick County borders uh, the state of North Carolina at, um, Gaston Lake, um, but we're on the northern part of the county, which is closer to Petersburg. Um, and if you've ever been to Wallfield, um, any family reunion is a community reunion. Um, it, is, it has always been about community. It's always been, a seems like it's been a thing in, in my family for as long as I can remember because, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're a social people and a celebratory people. We like to celebrate the small wins and the big wins. Uh, we like to, you know, we like to laugh. We like to tell stories. We like to have a good time. But it is a huge sense of community. Um, one of the things that, you know, that was that the resurgence of community, you know, when COVID happened, there was a there was a re renewed interest in making sure I get fresh food because I don't know. Because I don't know what's going to be in the grocery store. I remember I took a picture of my son because um, I used to use the term. Well, when COVID happened, I was like, babe, me and, me and my son, we about to go out for rations. Like we was in freaking Game of Thrones or something. Like we did to go. <laughs> it was looking <laughs> you know? ugly out there. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. ugly. <laughs> it was really, really ugly out there. So, you know, it, it, it gave people, I guess, a renewed sense of what's really important. Mm -hmm. Right, like okay, how am I going? How are we going to eat for the next couple of weeks? Because we, we don't, we ain't never been through nothing like this before. Right, you know what I mean. So, so what? So what are we going to do? So it, it's um, and you know, with that, you know, being available and being tangible for people to come and patronize, or you know, just come see, um, mm -hmm. come see and and see how it's done, uh, where you can possibly try to do it yourself. Uh, because a lot of people in rural America know how to farm. You know, they know they have backyard gardens, right. you know. Um, I'll never forget when I went to a and I had a good friend of mine. Um, and we had, and I don't know, we had some canned goods or something. He was like, y'all eating string beans out of the can? He was like, man, I never ate string beans out of the can before. What that taste like? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, because we get out, we get out, we get out green beans from the backyard. <laughs> He's like, what that what that tastes like? So, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that's that's still prevalent in our communities to this day. That's right. I remember um my my father was an administrator auntie for many years. Okay. Power to my dad. My grandfather went to auntie a couple of times. Every family went to auntie except for me. So I'm familiar with the campus. And right behind Ward Hall. Yes, the lab is here, here, mm -hmm. Harbor, the lab, and they have these huge plants that they're growing in this greenhouse type area. 
I just remember those big leafy greens. I didn't know if they were collards or if there was tobacco or what, because you know, I'm a city girl. Right. But at the same time, I've always admired agriculture and just the, the boldness, the audacity for people to take a seed and grow it and make money in abundance. You know, um, you mentioned the concept, know your farmer, know your food. It goes hand in hand with uh, creating farm to table relationships with the community and promoting agricultural awareness. What are ways that um, you're doing that? Uh, and you can kind of segue into the initiative that your family has started. I wanted to kind of get with that initiative after our artist um, artist break, but we'll just kind of just stick with the question in hand. How does all of that go hand in hand and um, with, with what you guys do with Browntown Farms? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. There have been, and you can, you know, you can research it on YouTube. There have been several, yeah. ent- there have been several entities that have paid visits to the farm. Um, people will bring groups and groups of people. Uh, there's a church, there's a Southern uh, Black Church Network that has mm-hmm. visited visited the farm several times for the educational um, and for the awareness. I think you know sometimes it's almost like it is an attraction uh, because. Like we were saying earlier, they're like unicorns to do it at the level that they're doing it, and 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 with such you know with such grace and class. And I had to I had to I had to say to my uncle and my my cousin have grace, but with me looking at it as a spectator, I really um you know I, I admire what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're super proud of what's happening on the farm, right? Um, so any opportunity, you know, sideway on another note, any opportunity I get, because you know, I do music, any opportunity I get to include the farm, I've done that. Elpo has has shot several videos, uh, on the farm from our pain video to, uh, to our Warfield video, which was, which was, you know, a family gathering and that's how we do on the farm. So it's, um, it's super it's super duper important to make sure that we continue to have that connection. Uh, they've had specials on PBS uh, where my uncle and my, my cousin have, were, were featured. Uh, they have a great relationship with Virginia State University, um, which is also a historically black college and university in the area, which is about 20, which is about 25 to 30 minutes away uh, from the farm. Uh, so they, they, they built those bridges and built those relationships uh, and not really thinking about now, just thinking about down the road, thinking about the future, uh, thinking about the individuals that are, you know, going to school and, and studying agriculture or have aspirations of doing something like Browntown Farms. So they're, they're providing that thug motivation uh, to those individuals also to let them know it is possible. And, and if you set your mind to it, you can actually you can actually do it. That's right. That's right. Um, do you ever just go down there during harvest and assist, or do you try to get involved? I I have I've I haven't um, and I was just telling my wife <laughs> at the end of the year I have, but a lot of times what happens is I get voluntold, regardless mm-hmm. of what my plans were. Yeah. Um. So therefore, a lot of times I would like if I show up back home, I don't tell anybody I'm showing up back home. Um, but yeah, I have, um, I think the last time we've probably been involved was, uh, my wife and I were involved in the strawberry picking for the jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got video of her, <laughs> uh, picking strawberries that we, and we were driving the little, uh, gator around and loading up the strawberries and taking them back to the location, uh, before those are being processed and all that. So, um, uh, but yeah, I really just, when I go home, uh, Sharita, I really, um, I just soak it all in. Um, if you if you would find me sitting outside, listening to the wind and watching the trees blow, and just walking around and remembering how things were at a at a given time, uh, because I remember at one time when my um when my grandfather had pigs and other animals on the farm, um, and just looking at what is what has been done now, how beautiful it is, and um. You know, all the fishing, we have ponds on the farm. Uh, we have a lot of different things. And, you know, one sa- it, it, you know, one Saturday morning, it seems like my cousin and I kind of think alike. 
we typically um, would discuss ideas and we both had the idea of starting a podcast and calling it Off the Eaten Path. Um, and that's what's coming um, in February. Oh, there's Sharita. I was like, where'd she go? Where'd she? Okay. Um, it's called Off the Eaten Path. And yeah. it's really just um, not only to create awareness of, around black farmers, but also provide some information. If anybody yeah. ever thought about, if anybody ever thought about, heck, I want to start a garden. You know, maybe letting you know what products you might can start with, depending on what area of the world you're in. Or, right. you know, and like, uh, you know, I'll be asking my cousin Herbie, so what's your, what's your crop of the day? Or what's your crop of the week? What's your crop of the month? So people can get interested and get in tune with what's trendy from a farming perspective also. Uh, one of the other things about me and my cousin is we are we are hip-hop to the core. That's so right. blending in hip-hop along with the farming aptitude. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it also. Off the Eden Path coming in February. That's right. That sounds really good. Is that going to be like a in a class type setting or is it going to be like um i guess weekend sessions or do you do you know the format that y'all are going to utilize to get that information out well we're rolling with the flow and it really is going to start off with dialogue just as we had before we actually decided to do it um down the line we're going to invite some guests uh to come in and tell their stories and and talk about what they feel uh from a standpoint of you know, how to go about gardening, how about growing your food, growing your food in the house, growing your food outside of the house, uh, what products to stay away from, what products you might want to try more of. Uh, but we are looking for some, you know, we are going to invite some experts in the industry to come in and, and, and share their two cents also. All right. Um, let's see. Choi. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> What's up, Choi? Very good, interesting story so far. I love it. I love it. So, thank you. We are going to go ahead and play the last artist spotlight. This is my man, way on the west side. He's over there in Arizona. His name is True Bars, and this is called Testimony. Let's check it out. Normal God time. I know it's late, watch all the fakes, run like a race, moving like Jay from the farm of the state, God is the only bait I gotta chase, all of my angels on ready up, no we ain't stopping till all of you demons on belly up, I got the juice 
shoes, huh? Don't even do much. I just been feeling like God has been too clutch. We tearing the roof up. Too many snakes, we call them Medusa. See us and do something. Negative energy, never gonna do nothing. Y'all moving too funny. We get the boss up. Me and the Lord, we coming to walk up. Who really want beef? The Lord to give you a patty to toss up. You not even ready. Chef in a deli. Demons get daddy, you not even ready. Chef in a deli. Demons get daddy, you not even ready. I got a testimony, I gotta tell him what God did I'm calling God the homie, he took me out of the mosh pit I will contest the phony, separate demons and God's kids I gotta spread his word, so I'ma show you who this God is The word is my weapon, I move like a general, sitting up Armed and ready for demons, I'm finna do In the you, anytime I hear the father, I kick the blues Get a clue, for the Lord, I would do anything on this team, I would never lose I got a testimony, I got to tell him what God did I'm calling God the homie, he took me out of the mosque I will contest the phony, separate demons and God's kids I gotta spread his word, so I'ma show you who the God is The word is my weapon, I move like a general Sitting over, armed and ready for demons, I'm finna do Finna you, anytime I hear the father, I kick a blues Get a clue, for the Lord, I would do anything on this team, I would never lose That is our boy True Bars, and that was called Testimony. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet, or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But the beautiful thing is, Blast needs the fans. So if you love to hear great music, you can also go to BlastMusic247.com, register under our unlimited fan registration and you will have access to likes votes as well as following the artists that you like including the playlist player where you can actually save the songs you like and be able to listen to them in one area well, again go to blastmusic247.com as a fan and have access to hundreds and hundreds of songs blast changing the industry all right guys back to y'all all right, thank you. Thank you so much. I love, that's the one thing I love about Blast. They have such a diverse uh, array of artists that they play. I love it. All right, so. That was fire. That was fire. That was fire. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. No, no doubt. So back to you, JB. Um, you were talking about the uh, initiative that y'all are starting next month. Um, what is it called again? Growing to Eat? <laughs> Nah, uh, off the eating path. Off the eating path. I knew it was something catchy. Did you come? Did you come up with that? Uh, yeah, kinda, kinda, sorta. It was, but you know, like I said, my cousin put the battery in my back and kind of got my got my gears moving and all that. And uh, because we, one of the things about us as a people, we have so many ideas, right? We have so many ideas. Um, but the world only tends to know about. 30% 30% of them because we don't take action on all of our ideas. So this is something we're actually taking action on and uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. So it's a new, it's a new venture uh, for both of us. Um, and, and we're excited because, you know, at the end of the day, we're blood and we want to represent the family well, but also help the listener, help the listener. We want the listener to walk away mm-hmm. with a little bit more knowledge than they had before, before they came so that's right i find that a lot of people i know are growing uh shouts out to one uh consistent farmer i know her name is morgan renee myers she was once in here in greensboro uh she's a community activist um people person just just a uh, intermediate uh-huh for everything but she's moved to jacksonville florida at this point so now she's sharing her love of food and vegan um fare down there she grows just like today she said i'm frustrated i'm pissed off i'm about to i'm about to plant some seeds and literally (laughs) i want to say on her story she has already like 
you know, identified all the things that she's planted. She used cinder blocks. Um, you know, the cinder blocks, the gray ones with the two big holes. Oh, uh-huh. She's, she's utilizing those as pots. So amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole which, concept. Which, which gives me the idea of the, you know, tires. You can also leverage yeah. tires uh, to actually grow um, grow your crops also. Since we shout out, I want to shout out real quick um, another farm in Virginia, Southside Virginia, Shell Farms, uh, yeah. who actually still cultivate a black farmer. Uh, they still cultivate tobacco and, you know, they have their own line of cigars. Uh, oh, wow. So, uh, shout, shouts out to Shell Farms. My, my brother, Dwayne Shell, uh, grew up, I grew up around that guy a lot. Um, and also, big shout out to uh, my, my, my hip-hop sister, uh, Crystal Taylor, out of Durham, who uh, she organizes the Black Farmers Market um, in Durham. Um, I know we've uh, the farm has taken part in that before, uh, and she does she does a lot of dope activities and dope events um, in the RDU area, um, especially for our, pe our people. So shout out to the Queen Curator, uh, uh, Crystal Taylor. All right. Um, maybe can you put her, I guess, her information, we'll get you to give us her information if you can at the end of the show, all this, all the stuff. So we okay, can stay cool. connected with people. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. connections. Um, let me ask you, have you ever thought about, I mean, I know you, you're a business major, right? Yeah, I was a PR, I was a public relations major. Okay. So have I you ever... Go ahead. I had aspirations. I had aspirations of becoming a lawyer one day. I had I had those. Me too. I wanted to be a civil rights attorney. I wanted to be like the female Thurgood Marshall or something. Right? I wanted to do contracts and negotiations for some odd reason, but yeah, that's because there's money. Yeah, <laughs> big money. I guess, Litigation. I <laughs> but yeah, um, have you ever considered uh, getting some land and? You know, partaking in the farming aspect yourself, because honestly, truth be told, people don't understand. Sure, it's hard work, but there's actually some money to be made if you're actually doing specific types of farming. Like, if people are farming Angus, or, or excuse me, raising Angus cattle for Angus beef, or uh, you know, certain types of cows to milk, things of right. that nature, you can. Get, get your pennies. I'm 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 a keeper the buck with you. If I didn't live in a subdivision, I would probably have a cow in the backyard. Wow. I don't, HOA is I, not I don't know if I HOA. I don't know if I HOA would be cool with that. But right. I've already said. I, I said. I said. Man, I wonder can I can I, I have enough land for a cow back here? And uh, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, what I, what I feel is going to happen. This what I feel eventually is going to happen. It's going to happen by default uh, because not only. Um, I, I'm probably gonna, you know, end up with land, and also, you know, uh, through my wife, her family is from this area, and they have land, and uh, they also have a history of farming, um, etc. Um, you know, just you know, thinking about my wife, her, her uncle is the um, the first black man in this in in America to, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe it's a, either a USDA loan or FDA loan um, in America. Um, wow. And that's in, that's like in the Smithsonian. And I, I want to make sure I got my facts correct. Uh, but he's also, he's from Guilford County. So um, so there's a his, there's a lineage just not on my side, uh, but also uh, I'm married uh, to kind of sort of that lineage also. So I, by default, I do feel that... Um, one day there will be a brown town orchard um and one day there could possibly be some brown town beverages like vineyards right well i don't know we will see we will see we will see that's right um i really really i really really love the fact that you are passionate about your family's business a lot of times people kind of sway away from i don't know things that are not necessarily in their uh line of vision at that point in at certain points in life you know what i mean um like i i i, I just be playing um i haven't been to our family's farm 
in over a decade. Probably last time I went down there is when my um, grandmother died. Uh, so haven't been to Georgia in a really, really long time, but I still have an interest in it, but I really don't know if I could get up and milk the cows every day. <laughs> I don't know if I could go out there and get the chicken eggs. I don't know how long I could stand out in the field aerating. Oh, right. let, me, let me not get too dated. Even getting up on some machinery, because I'm clumsy. You know, I just don't know if I could do it, but you know, it's really honorable for you and your wife to even consider to be able to go out and, you know, continue you guys' family's legacies in farming and agriculture. Are your kids excited about it? It's kind of, it's weird. Uh, the kids now are, the di- are different. Uh, they're a different breed. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think they. I think my kids appreciate the fact that there's a farm in our family, and I think that's pretty cool, especially with my five-year-old daughter. Um, I think she feels like it's cool that we do have a farm and we got this all this land that she could just run around on. Um, I think my son is just happy that when he goes to the farm, that he does still have an internet signal. It's okay. You're coming in now. You, you keep coming back. It's all right. Okay, no. I, I think my son is just happy that when he goes to the farm, that he still has the internet signal. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, <laughs> so it's not, you know, I don't think it's really hit him yet. And, you know, when I think about it, you know, because I went to high school, I went to middle school, I went to elementary school, all in that area. And, you know, I went to, um, I'm a graduate of a and I went to a and and I never... Even though A&T is an agricultural and technical school, I never thought about going into the field of agriculture. I think because of the timing and what was yeah. happening at the farm at that time, um, it wasn't going as well. And then that's when the whole big lawsuit with the FDA occurred, uh, excuse me, with the USDA occurred. But um, I never, but, you know, things come full circle. I got a song called Everything Comes Back Around. And this is essentially uh, what that is. And I'm happy to still be here and in a sound mind and body uh, yeah. to be able to enjoy it, uh, show it to my children, uh, share it with individuals uh, like like you and, you know, my Facebook friends or my Instagram friends to let them know that there's, there's, some, there's still some great that's going on when it comes to black farmers out here. Um, and I'm just super excited to be you know, to even be representing them, you know, right. um, it's it's, uh, it's 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 definitely an honor. It's definitely an honor uh, to be able to do this and, and and talk about not only what they've done, uh, but also what what their plans are for the future. So, yeah, right. And see, so you keep on bringing me right back to the places where I'm about to ask you a question. We we right here. Seriously, I wanted to know um, what does the future hold for the farm. Uh, of course, you know, 2024 and beyond, uh, we know that a lot of uh, sustainability, growing, all of these things are going to be important in the future because in this country, it's really starting to come be a hard to come by thing as far as fresh food, food that is grown naturally. Right. Um, my husband just went to the store a few minutes ago and salmon in a can is $6. You know what I'm saying? Um, onions are a dollar. Like I'm talking about one white, one yellow onion. And so it's like, you know, there has to get, there has to be some type of relief. And farms like your family's farm or my family's farm are going to be that relief. Uh, what, what's the future hold? Are they going to start growing other types of things? Or are y'all just satisfied with what you're growing and you just want to perfect that? Sharita, you know me. I'm never satisfied. I'm never, I'm never satisfied, Sharita. You know me. So, <laughs> but one of the things before I get to that, I want to just tell to the say to the audience, wherever you are, make sure you support your local farmers and your local farmers markets, right? right. Uh, because they're there. Um, they're there. Whether it's a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning or or whatever, uh, make sure you support those individuals. But when it comes to Brown Town Farm, the website is up browntownfarms.com yep. uh, this is a place where you can see the story uh, see pictures of the story 
Um, you can also look at some of the merchandise that's available. Uh, they, we do have hats. You know, I'm a hat fanatic. So I probably got one of these in every color. Um, in addition, you can see the different varieties of jams uh, that you can buy. Or, you know, you can contact them and pull up. You know, it's always, you can always contact them. Um, they always, they always like visitors and they always like to show people around. Um, so you can always do that. That's just in our nature. Um, one of the things that the plans for the future is to expand the operation, uh, to creating, you know, experiences through ag tourism. Uh, that's a huge piece. A lot of people, um, when you think about even in where we are, um, in the Greensboro area, you think yeah. about places like, uh, Kersey Valley. Uh, you think about places like, uh, what's the Woods of Terra place? What's the name of that for? Woods of Terra? That's a farm. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, Kersey that, Valley. that's, yeah, Kersey Valley. And then the other one, um, it's a few of them, but that's all ag tourism. Um, so <laughs> delving into, you know, some of those markets, we you know, where there might be corn mazes for kids or, you know, pumpkin packing, pa yeah, pumpkin patches and things of that nature. So, um, and they're also we're also looking into uh, throwing a Juneteenth event uh, this year on the farm uh, to help celebrate. Yeah, to, to help celebrate. Uh, how can I say the reminder of Juneteenth, not the resurgence, but the reminder of Juneteenth. That All right? because that, people really think that it's something that it's not. It's right. a reminder that we right. have that much further to go. Right. I'm, I'm so glad you said it and I yeah. can't say it enough my friends be like Sharita you so down on it it's like not even down on it it's like no. we're celebrating but it's a reminder of how far we've come and how much further we have to go that's a fact that is a um, fact let me, uh, I don't know if I could put you know I'm an idea magnet too there's this place called Anderson Artisan Farm and they actually do like vending on Friday nights, they have different vendors come from places, and of course, they charge a fee. And they have, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a country girl. What is it when y'all get in the wagon and pull it, and with people in it? Hay rides. Hay rides. <laughs> yo. Have hay the, rides. Yo. <laughs> yes, they do the hay rides with the kids on the back one day. Yeah, you know, so you know, offering hay rides, corn mazes, things of that nature. That that would totally be exciting. Remind me to tell you about a funny story. I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to tell you a funny story about my brother Monday Booms on, on a hayride at the farm. Remind okay. me to tell you about that story one day. But yeah, we, um, <laughs> you know, they have had fall festivals previously where they did invite mm -hmm. vendors uh, from the local community, food trucks. You have the hayrides for the kids. You know, the guys out there throwing cornhole. We got the music bumping. It's just an overall good time, man. This is an overall safe and fun good time uh, for all ages. Have the bouncy houses for the kids. I believe last time we did have face painting and things like that for the kids also. So uh, we we tend to, you know, every now and then, whenever we do something like that, we tend to try to do it big. So stay tuned for the next one. Stay tuned for the next one. That's right. So we've arrived at the point where we need all the information. We need all the things, all the connects. You already gave the website www.browntownfarms.com. Um, what other information do we need in order to stay in touch with Browntown Farms and also with your folks in the Raleigh Durham area for the Black Farmers Market? Okay, well, Browntown Farms is Browntown Farms on everything. Browntown Farms on Instagram, uh, Browntown Farms on Facebook. I also think it's a Browntown Farms page on TikTok. Um, the, the the black farmers market i think that's what it's actually called on facebook uh correct uh, i'm not really sure uh but i'll make sure i, I research it and, and share that information at a later time but you know i'm jermaine brown i'm on facebook um i'm i'm, I'm one half of a group called ilpo we do a little hip-hop and um yeah a little hip-hop yeah, hip yeah we said we got to stop saying that low in front of like we do a little you know what i'm saying we do it we, we, we do, do hip-hop. Yeah, we do hip-hop. We do <laughs> hip-hop. And, um, but yeah, support. Uh, we appreciate, once again, uh, 
Troy and Sharita for sharing your platform. Uh, this has been awesome. And it's an awesome segue into what we're getting to, um, you know, off the Eden path uh, that's coming sometime in February. Um, and we're looking forward to sharing. What they say, sharing is caring. That's right. Yep. The, figures of, the figures of speech talk cast is committed to getting the leaders and communities involved with this platform. Um, anytime that you need to come on here and plug anything for Browntown Farms or uh, your Juneteenth festival, whenever you're about to have that, you're more than welcome to come back and um, share that information with us. We'd be glad to have you. Um, you can find on YouTube, subscribe to Blast Music 24-7. Um, you might have accessed this uh, talkcast tonight from the link, but you're definitely welcome to subscribe so you can get all the other great content. Um, Crazy Carla's Concoction, sun Sunshine Vibrations, um, The Implosion, my other podcast, The Middle Page Podcast, and more. Um, Blast Music 24-7 is up and coming. We've won awards. And uh, y'all check for us. Keep checking for us because we here. Uh, my name is Sharita C.W. Dela Cruz, and this has been uh, the Figures of Speech talk cast. We've had J.B. Jermaine Brown of, Jer of Brown Town Farms with us tonight. And um, any last words? Yeah, y'all make sure. Last words. It's a group called Ilpo. They have a song called Reuniti, and they have the special, special spoken word artist on that record. It's on an album called Britta, um, and I think you would like it. I think you will love it. Uh, thank y'all. Make sure y'all check in for anything Brown Town Farms has going on. Buy some merch, take some jam, share the word. We here. Jam on it. Jam on it. <laughs> jam on it. All right, now. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Peace.